to the podcast i'm Corey, and i'm brian and this is the happy harvest horror show where we get together and talk about our favorite spooky things in the spookiest time of year that is all year round uh cory it's been <laughs> it's been a while since we've recorded it we're, has been a while we're in a whole new year it's I'm been not, not sure we've recorded since last year this i know <laughs> it's crazy it's 2022 uh we're sitting here 2022 new new year new us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah first first recording of the new year and also just first recording in a minute last time we yeah. recorded was uh i was on the side of the grand canyon <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just been kind of a, a crazy month getting getting reestablished in my new living situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then unfortunately you, uh, you got hit, you got hit. I had a pretty spooky week, everybody, you know, I always, I like to keep it spooky, but this one was a little too, a little too, I got, yeah, I got hit with the COVID. I was fully vaxxed, but still, still got, uh, the COVID, got the COVID got us y'all. Got it. I was on the run for, <laughs> for so long, you know, <laughs> renegade uh <laughs> but uh um no man that sucked that was a bummer so it's been it's been a while since we recorded um i was pretty sick anyway we're back we're yeah, back we're back we originally had planned for the christmas season to do this episode and then we were also gonna we were gonna read a little victorian ghost story but you know um it, uh, more important things uh took precedence like health <laughs> Health should always take precedence, <laughs> but it was such a good idea to do Victorian such- ghosts. So we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tackle just the Victorian ghost story um, and have a fun conversation today, and then look forward to next year where we we, we we can skip the whole prologue and just jump right to reading Christmas ghost stories. That'll be fun. <laughs> That'll be fun next year. Yeah, yeah. There we go. So yeah, next it's- Christmas we're gonna hopefully start a a tradition of, of reading a cozy little ghost story um, yeah. season, which I am excited about. But just to kind of give you guys, you know, some content for the winter season. And I do think this is a very timely wintry topic, which we'll mm-hmm. get into a little bit more why that is. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about Victorian ghost stories today. Before we do that, um other than <laughs> other than get, getting the covid uh, <laughs> how how spooky has has really your last month been cuz we haven't well yeah yeah i mean well i it gave me a lot of time to watch things um you know i was just on the couch for 2 weeks um but uh you know i did the 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 reusuals saw my black christmas saw my you know the Krampus in there got the you know the christmas horrors in there um but i also started this new show on showtime yellow jackets have you heard about have you seen this show yet i have not because Corey, you're gonna fucking love this show <laughs> am i <laughs> this fucking show it's about it's uh it's all around these um high school girls in the 90s the soccer team 
who are in a plane going to nationals and the plane crashes in the middle of the woods and they have to fend for their sel- themselves in the middle of the woods. Um, and the show is set between two different time periods. One, like a lost scenario where they're in the woods and surviving. And in the future where the four surviving members are trying to make sure no one figures out what actually happened in the woods. And there's all of these like allusions to tribal cannibalism that they get into. Like it gets like pretty nuts and there's a you know dope 90s soundtrack that goes through the whole thing just like great alternative rock and it's like mm, it is a vibe there are two things i love it's 90s alt and cannibalism that's what i'm saying i'm saying this show is made for you yeah um, it's great and i know you love lost and it's got a very lost um sort of vibe I do i do love lost all right i'm checking out what's it on again it's on showtime i got a free trial through just a, you know, a free trial of Showtime, and it's called Yellow Jackets. And All right, it's, it's on my list. Oh, it's fun! It's fun! It's already got renewed for a second season because it's like gotten all these awards. So Yellow Jackets. What else? What else? What else? Mm, that's it. COVID was spooky. No. <laughs> I mean, truly, that I, losing your smell and taste is like like existential dread. That really yeah, rocked that me, sounds you know? terrible. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Oh, do you want to share? The your little personal crisis you had with uh, not knowing <laughs> if you liked horror anymore. <laughs> There's a thing I've read and kind of experienced where like people report their pe- personality changes a bit from it. Luckily, this was a fleeting thing for me, but there was a day during the like long isolation by myself Christmas COVID where I'm like, do I even like horror? Do I like- <laughs> I'm looking around at all the spooky posters and things around my room. Like nothing, nothing was bringing me joy because I had COVID, but I always attributed that to being like, I have changed. My, my personality has changed and it is, it's not coming back. <laughs> I went through a lot of cycles, you know, but yeah, <laughs> that was one of them. But well, luckily, uh, uh, luckily for us, you, you do still like horror or else this, we would have fan. to do a major rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> the happy harvest uh and brian's here too show yeah. <laughs> um no we back but uh that i was would me. love it if like we tried to do that in every episode you were just trying to like talk about like christmas stuff like you just didn't like, talk about like scary things anymore i do love christmas i do love christmas, christmas. i love holidays well two holidays i love christmas and halloween and that's it sorry should we just be those two i love all holidays but i Halloween's number one. Christmas is number two. They're yeah, because you're a sane person. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I just love ritualized celebration. I love when a bunch of humans just decide like this day is important for this reason. Amen. I think that's fun. I love it. Love uh, how about you? How spooky was your last month? What What have you been up to? Oh, man, um, honestly, I don't have too much. I like went hard on Christmas movies this year and like a lot of very cheesy Christmas movies like was, was the vibe. I of course, of course watched Muppet Christmas Carol like five times um, as I always do around Christmas and it's perfection. still doesn't disappoint. It will never disappoint. It's <laughs> fucking fabulous. So like, um, the main thing I would say was reading our most recent book club book. Um, Rompus, the Yule Rompus, Lord. The Yule Lord, which uh <laughs> you know, we won't go too deep into it, but what a fucking weird book. <laughs> 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 what a weird book. Um, I had a lot of feelings about it. 
I simultaneously hated it and at the same time was so happy to be reading it. Like <laughs> um, it was a ride that as soon as the book ended, you're like, I'm not mad I went on that journey, but like exactly, exactly. The first we talked about this, the first chunk of the book, I was like, I don't know if I can even do this because I really did not care for certain things about the first little chunk of the book. But yeah, by the end of the book, it just took it took us on such a journey that I was, I was not mad. I was not mad about it. <laughs> I was like very glad I read it because it's, it was just, just wild. Uh, it was a wild book. Yeah. Basically to, to sum it up, I, knowing, knowing the cramp, a lot of the Krampus folklore, like, you know, being very into Krampus as um, just a, a figure and connections to, to more like, pagan roots of of the holiday i never in a million years could have started with that folklore that that story and then and then created the narrative that was right. created in this book like that i i haven't like it's the weirdest direction you could yeah, have the vehicle thought. in which to tell it was very yeah 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 very strange it, the, the the general narrative, like the characters and the the world that was kind of created in order to tell this this uh, story that that centered around Krampus and Santa Claus was just very unexpected. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, what a what a ride! So it's fun about book club, though. I mean, plug in book club real quick. It's like we're all going in blind together, and it's kind of fun. You know, sometimes we'll get like the best books of the year, and then. I'm not sometimes saying that Krampus wasn't the best book because by the end we were like, I'm glad we did that. Sometimes it's more fun when like I have a lot of issues with the book, you know, like it makes the conversation. It'd be a boring fun. book club if we all came together and was like, yeah, it was great. You know, exactly. end of story. Exactly. Um, uh, so yeah, book club. Uh, if if you haven't heard uh, Happy Harvest Horror Show book club, we pick a book every month and to be a part of the book club, all you have to do is support us at anchor.fm slash HHHS slash support um, at any level uh, as low as 99 cents a month. Then you get access to book club. We do one book a month and then we have our little meeting at the end of the month via zoom. And yeah, it's just a fun way to like stay on top of your reading. Um, I know for me, since we started this, I've just read a lot of books that I don't know that I ever would have read, which is fun. Um, Mm -hmm. Great conversations, spooky community. What more can you ask for? I mean, we're six books in, you know, we've read six books since we've done this. Awesome. Hot damn. And we're on to seven. We are reading this month, The Last House on Needless Street which I'm very excited for. I mean, there's just the, if you look it up online, it's recommended by every horror author. Everyone's like this rocks. So let's see, let's have a good book club discussion. Cause maybe, maybe we think different. Yeah. So, um, you know, hop in for this month's book, HHH, wait, anchor.fm slash HHHS slash support. Shout out to our current supporters. Yeah, we got Jenny, Julia, Alessia, Nina, Karen, Kelsey, Connor, Jody, Wendy, Morgan, Sarah, Erica, Michelle, Mackie, Jennifer, Sarah, Aurelia, Aaron, and Holly. All 20 of you. Thank you so much. 20. Yeah. We got 20. That's a full, that's a a healthy coven right there. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Thank you so much. We really appreciate y'all. Yeah, thanks for your support. 
If you want to become a supporter part of the book club, that would be awesome. Other ways to support if you like our content, you can share it on Instagram, uh, write reviews are great. Give us those five stars, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. All five and of them. All five of them. So thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening. We very much appreciate it. Shall we take a little break and come back and, and dive into Victorian ghost stories? Yes, please. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. We missed you. We did. We're talking about Victorian ghost stories. Now, Corey, let's like, let's do a little background real quick because what do we, there's a few things here. I feel like it's just important to give a little framework. What do we mean by the Victorian era? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just give it a little framework. (laughs) Just a little framework. Let's like, let's veggie tales this, you know? (laughs) What do we mean by the Victorian era, Brian? Well, it's the period of Queen Victoria's reign from June 20th, 1837 until her death on the 22nd of January, 1901. So basically the better part of the 1800s. Yeah, pretty much the entire, I mean, I think the term Victorian England does spread a little beyond actual Queen Victoria's reign. Um, Like I, I would definitely classify all of the 19th century as quote unquote Victorian England. Yeah. Um, when you're like talking about culture, that's just the way they chose to frame it. They, you know, they wanted to n- name it after Queen Victoria, I guess. <laughs> Cause she, she, she reigned for a long time. That was a full reign. That was, a, that was a full reign. 19th century, Victorian England, England in the 19th century. Yeah. And this was a time, uh, a lot of industrial power. The British Empire grew to become the first global industrial power. So there's a lot of coal, iron, steel, textiles. And there's also a lot of breakthroughs in arts and sciences. And there was also a lot of discussion uh, with religion and uh, oral traditions of ghost stories. Because ghost stories didn't start in Victorian England. No, 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 no. Ghost stories were around forever. This is like, there's like ghosts in Homer's Odyssey. You know, there's there's always been ghosts. But I think there was a big discussion on our ghost reel and that was like people were kind of obsessed with it i mean we had the spiritualism movement we had uh, a christmas carol came out at this time there was a there's a whole tradition around christmas ghost stories um but i'm giving a very uh you know thirty five thousand feet you know look at it let's take a little more granular approach let's like get down (laughs) break it down and have just kind of a fun discussion on victorian ghosts because i think there's a lot um, yeah i think um the There's a lot of interest in how, yeah, Victorian ghost stories and spiritualism were so popular in the 1900s while, you know, industrial revolution was at its height. And like, there's a lot of scientific thinking going on. And so 
some people look at this as, you know, look at spiritualism as being kind of the opposite of that very like logical science-based thinking, but that makes perfect sense that they, that they both arose at the same time, because whenever there is a push really hard in one direction, you're always going to have that response, right? So the fact that you had industrialization and scientific thinking, like reigning supreme, you're also going to have people thinking in a different way than like, and and pushing that forward with a lot of intensity as well. Kind of like what we have going on now. (laughs) Um, Yeah culturally, you know? Yeah. That's something doing the research and just, you know, thinking a lot about Christmas ghost stories of this last few weeks. It, there's a lot of parallels we can draw from today to then, you know, that like, oh, yeah, definitely. Or we're living in a time of, you know, a lot of uh, a distrust in political power where we've, you distrust know, in science. in like- distrust in science. We've got a lot of a huge economic gap, you know, which bring back to Christmas Carol. I learned did you know that Bob Cratchit made, if you, you know, factor in inflation and all the converting, yeah. whatever, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Bob Cratchit made about $15 an hour. And so for the most of the country, people that make under $15 an hour minimum wage make less than what we consider a Victorian destitution <laughs> family. <laughs> That sounds about right. That sounds about right. And so the parallels, they're there. Yeah. I mean, I think when you look at culturally to the rise we have in terms of just like socialist thinking and communist thinking and like, I mean, right now is just the past few years, like a ton of people are, you know, reading Karl Marx and like getting into this way of thinking about things. And that rose out of industrial revolution, England, right? Like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think there, there's lots and lots of parallels, industrial England. And then like what we're dealing with now, you know, it's different in a lot of ways, but that, that's history. Same, but different. It's like, just a flat circle. It's <laughs> Same, but different. But honing back into the ghost story portions of things, because we could just talk about uh, <laughs> the effects of the Industrial Revolution. I think <laughs> it's important to set the framework of where these were thriving. You know what I mean? The framework has been set. Okay. So to bring it back to like specifically ghost stories... Yeah. Um, I think we can actually push back to more like the 1700s mm-hmm. um, before the 1800s kind of boom in spiritualism. Sure. Because uh, in the seven in 1700s England, you had a lot more of ghost stories via oral tradition. Mm-hmm. And this was really, really popular during winter months. Specifically because 1700s England, like winter was rough. It's going to, you know, it's real cold. You don't have a lot to do. It's real dark. So it's a lot of sitting around by the fire in the dark. And what better time to tell spooky stories? Mm -hmm. So at this point in time, there was still low access to books so it was it was mostly telling oral tales, like telling stories that had been passed down or that were part of the local community. So a mm-hmm. lot of these like early Victorian ghost stories come from a very like folkloric background where certain communities had certain ghost stories. 
So to kind of help get through the winter months in the dark and the cold, they they were they were using spooks to get to get through it all. Um, After my own heart, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So like this was, you know, 1700s, 1800s. This is well before we have established Christmas and established Halloween traditions, especially over in the United States. Right. Um, It's doesn't at, at this point in time, Christmas and Halloween didn't really look anything like what they look like now. And in a lot of ways, the winter months were were more, more spooky. Like they were the spooky time, which makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. I mean, they're dark and they're cold and they're pretty just terrifying. And- it's a scary time, <laughs> you know? There was there was a line in, we just read Krampus, but there was a line in the book where Krampus was like, uh, you know, a little, little sad at one point because he's in, in today's world and he's, uh, lamenting that you know people today don't know what it was like huddled up around a fire in the middle of winter while wolves are calling outside you know that like that's a scary thing you, mm-hmm. you know so it makes horror you know or not even just just spooky things uh i think more alluring is a uh, a recognition of a feeling you know that like 100%. like love stories are great because it's great fun to think about love horror stories the same way that's another emotion that i feel on a daily basis you know so mm-hmm. Totally. It reminds me of there's this tweet that I've just been all about this season that I think expresses this this idea and this feeling, but also expresses how we're kind of uh, currently dealing with with some of the same ideas and like rethinking how we actually like move as people in the world throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a tweet by by a man named Roy Graham. And it's Roy. Roy shouts out Roy. Um, <laughs> it says mankind wasn't meant to work in December. We were meant to hide from wolves, drink and pray. Our autumn harvest will last us through the dark months. <laughs> a fucking man. <laughs> I mean, we are on a full tangent now, but I think that's seasonal depression is right there. Your body going, hold up. I'm what? not supposed to be doing anything. Why? Why? Yeah, exactly. And I think there is like, I mean, you know, it's a big web, but there's clear connections between pagan traditions, the way winter solstice is often celebrated. And then, yeah, this kind of Victorian England, like ghosts by ghost stories by the fire. And, um, and yeah, just this, this general, almost embracing of of the dark months and just doing what your body wants to do which is yeah. stay warm and just fucking get through it <laughs> like, like we want to cozy up and like yeah what what better way to to do that than spooky stories it just it captures that general feeling and there, there's also a sense of kind of community and connection that happens there i'm just i'm just all about the spooky stories by the fire as just like pinnacle of human community you know that's like something yeah. that's been going on for centuries and it showed up in a lot of i mean this like spooky you know fear death positive showed up in a lot of things showed up in photography it showed up in um, the spiritualism movement, but these oral traditions of Christmas, specifically Christmas ghost stories also made it to, you know, uh, magazines and they made it to, you know, published works to the point that like a lot of writers to get a quick buck 
would write a Christmas ghost story, you know, they would write or just a ghost story because they were very popular. Yeah, actually, I I heard that. I mean, there are Christmas ghost stories that are centered around Christmas, but they're not that common in the grand scheme of the ghost stories that were being told. It was more like it was it's not that they were Christmas based stories. They, it was just like ghost stories were being told around Christmas. Right. So, um, and I think, you know, we think Charles Dickens, Christmas Carol, you know, we assume there are a lot of stories like that, but there, there weren't really a ton that were based on or around Christmas. It was just more like that was a Christmas activity was to read ghost stories. I also heard that there are actually many that are set around New Year's. So that kind of timely. Mm, for- new Year, new ghost. Love to yeah. see it. <laughs> new Year, new ghost. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, it's really more of like a Christmas activity, not necessarily like Christmassy content, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense, which made it okay to record this after Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's how we cheated it. Circling back to all the different ways the stories can now be told and not just in an oral way. Now it could be in published works. This is around the time the telegraph came out. So now people are suddenly communicating from large distances. So it's not surprising that like suddenly like what else can we communicate with at large distances? You know, ghosts. Ghosts. We can communicate with the ghosts. And this was all at big odds too, which I feel like is a lot of the Victorian ghost stories. A lot of them have to deal with is the ghost real or not? And most of the, you know, that you read the stories and a lot of the, at the end of the story, you're like, was there a ghost or not? You could read it either way. It's like a very popular way to read those stories. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like most of them, a lot of the ghost stories were written by skeptics too, that were like, by the end, it resolves that, you know, the scariest thing in the world was just their imagination. And this is all silly and <laughs> stupid. The you know? friends we made along <laughs> the way. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which, I mean, comparing it to today, I feel like that's so many, you know, screenwriters and directors that are trying to break into the industry and they make a horror movie, you know, they're like, I hate this shit, but this is popular and I'll, you know, make fun of it while I get into it. You know, (laughs) history is a circle, but it was also (laughs) happening then too. A lot of the stories were very, you know, critical of like, I'm going to introduce a ghost and then prove to you that it did not happen so we can get back to serious writing, but like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we can put all of this behind us. <laughs> I, f- I read even Charles Dickens was like that. He's like, ghosts aren't real. It was just a fun story. Let's get away from it. And yeah. we're like, nah, man, you, you started something. And I think that's very representative of the shift of like the industrial revolution too, because like I said, a lot of these ghost stories started in the 1700s and also way before that and telling them through oral tradition was really popular. But then as we moved into the 1800s and then the industrial industrial Revo- revolution, we start to have the availability of books is just a lot easier, a lot, a lot more affordable and literacy rates are a lot higher. So a lot more people can read. And so it shifts from oral tradition to writing books, publishing books, buying books, selling books, it turns into a business, right? Like Mm -hmm. oral tradition wasn't a business. Books are a business. And so thinking about that in the context of industrialization and capitalism and all of these things, it's, you know, there was intention for a lot of these writers, including Charles Dickens, to 
to make money, right? Like how can we make money? How ironic too. A Christmas Carol. I'm going out to make money with this thing. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, didn't make like anything on a Christmas Carol though. Like, um, really? right. yeah. Well, so when Christmas Carol came out, he wanted the books to be really pretty, and so spent a lot of money on like the illustrations and like the quality of the books. So he already wasn't making very much money off of them because he also wanted them to be affordable. And then there was this whole thing with people stealing the story and using it for like theatrical productions and things like that. And so Mm -hmm. then he had to pay quite a bit of money in legal fees to get them to stop doing that. And so he really like wound up being like even like he really didn't make much money at all on a Christmas Carol. It's crazy. Um, But he did make money on a lot of other stuff, including he had a, a periodical called all the year round that included a lot of, ghost stories from from various authors including wilkie collins and elizabeth gaskell so he also wrote like other ghost stories like charles dickens there in the business of ghost stories but yeah christmas carol not a big money maker for him it's a bummer yeah i read those like he wrote like five i think published ghost or christmas stories and three of them if not dealing with ghosts were at least supernatural so yeah, he understood. He understood the assignment. But yeah, so also in this this shift to where these ghost stories became a, a product, right? Actual books that you could buy and sell and publish. There's also an interesting kind of class element that happened in the 1800s because reading these ghost stories, like having nice versions of these books and reading these ghost stories was a very popular activity for wealthy aristocrats because they could easily afford the books and therefore the middle class would like want to be in on that fun you know and so they would also want to own these books and like be able to read the books around the fire and so it did become this class based activity in an interesting way like reading these stories that often took place in large scale mansions and like, mm-hmm. you know, ar- aristocratic dwellings. It was, that was kind of part of, of the fun and part of the fantasy for middle and lower class people. Kind of like I, I read someone compared it to like us watching like Downton Abbey now. <laughs> like, sure, sure. like it was kind of a similar thing. Uh, like reading these stories, these ghost stories focused on like wealthy aristocrats and stuff. It was like, um, yeah, it was just like fantasy content for lower classes. That makes sense to me. I think that exists still today. I don't know if this is a fully formed thought, but like, I do recognize that like I, uh, for especially like, not not just the ghost story, but like a horror movie that it is, I think primarily, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's more popular in, in lower class mm-hmm. Definitely. settings, you know, that like, I think about the vast majority of horror movies that come out are on demand on voodoo or at Walmart, you know, on the shelves mm-hmm. that like, that's yeah. where you get them, you know, that like the big ones obviously will, you know, come to theaters, but like most of its market is from, and I feel like every time I go to a horror movie, you know, in theaters, I'm, it's a rad group of people um, that is not the same crowd that would be normally. I don't know. I think it's a it's just something that I've, I've been thinking about for a few years and wondering what's the connection there. And I think there's something here I'm talking about. 100%. I, that's something I think about, too. There's definitely interesting class intersections with horror, for sure. For sure. That is a whole 
a whole thing that I think we could we could speculate wildly on different reasons why. And maybe we will. Maybe Stay tuned. we will. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess bringing it back to Victorian ghosts, not just uh, writers being all, you know, is this real or not? I'm humbug. I got to write a ghost story. Um, <laughs> humbug. Maybe. Very, very nice. <laughs> I, um, I thought it, I found an interesting intersection with religion and ghost stories and how this was like a big kind of maybe not turning point is too generous a term, but like something the church had to address is this like spiritualism ghost movement that was yeah. happening, you know, the, how popular they were that so much so that they had to like address can ghosts exist can your soul still linger on this plane you know after life because the you know the catholic church teaches that you're either heaven or hell boom cut and and draw so like what's that middle part is does that exist and uh unclear but um (laughs) we haven't figured it out (laughs) we still haven't figured it out uh, buzzfeed unsolved they're still at it you know they're (laughs) Speaking uh, of, I'm wearing my BuzzFeed Unsolved. That's why I said it. I saw it. Shirt. Hey there, demons. It's me, ya boy. Shouts <laughs> out BuzzFeed Unsolved. Love you guys. But, but I just think that's an interesting part about the ghost story, too, is just the religious element. So much so that I didn't know until doing this research that ghosts show up in the Hebrew Bible. There's ghosts. Oh. There's, a, there's, there's necromancers and, and wizards and... Um, I'm, I'm reading this and like, it's, it's from the book of, uh, what was it? Samuel in the Hebrew Bible and Saul has, you know, wiped out all the, the, the wizards and the, the necromancers. And I'm like, well, hold on. I want to know. I want to know where and when that was I go to that <laughs> rad time that was full of necromancers and wizards, um, wiped them all out. And then, and I'm paraphrasing the Bible. Just like everybody, but we're uh, <laughs> just like everyone throughout all like of literally history. fucking everybody. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, he's about to go to the battle with the Philistines, and he's like, "Man, I could really talk to Samuel real quick." So he hunts down a witch in disguise because Saul is the one that banned it all, uh, and he's like, "Witch." I need to know, uh, I want to talk to Samuel. So she raises him from the dead and Samuel's like, you goofed. You're so done. The Lord is so mad at you. And he, and he was, and he died the next day. So um, it's a great story that I never knew. <laughs> just a good <laughs> little ghost story. I, so I, it, it's interesting just to where ghosts pop up, you know, because I think ghosts as a concept is so strange and it, it doesn't even quite fit into the horror story too. It's, it's more not intellectual is not the word, but it's more cerebral. I think, you know, I read this whole article from this guy that made the distinction that horror is explicit while ghost stories are implicit and that ghost stories start in a place where of imbalance and that it reaches an equilibrium at the end that everyone figures out, Oh, it was just this all along, or this is what the, or this was the, the unresolved issue, or this was the family secret, blah, blah, blah. Whereas horror stories start out, everything's okay. And then it descends into madness. So it's like the opposite. Wow. I just think that's interesting that like, I didn't think about it really that way before. Um, I just always kind of lumped them together, but. How would you like, See, I feel like there are just so many places where both of those things come together. Absolutely. This isn't like a hard and fast. Yeah, of course, of course. I just, I feel like if if anything, I'm often looking for a story or a movie where like those things meet. Like instantly, because we're just talking Victorian ghost stories, I thought of like the others. Yeah, oh, absolutely. 
So Mm -hmm. I feel like that's both of those things, right? Because like it definitely descends into the horror of it all throughout the course of the movie. Yes. Right. But But then it reaches that equilibrium at the end where like, oh, spoiler, if you haven't seen the others, what are you doing here? Go see the others. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. But, But spoiler, at the end, you figure out they're dead you know um and so that's the like the 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 ghost story formula i feel as to like the oh it was this person haunting or it was this you know um it was my sister that was buried alive i don't know something you know it's (laughs) (laughs) um whereas horror it's like i'm just trying to think that like i just thought that was an interesting framework to think about the ghost story it's It's definitely like interesting points to think about because i do think that he's probably right to some extent there are there are definitely horror stories and ghost stories that follow that example. But yeah, I think, I don't know. My instinct is just like, I want to see stuff where like both of them. Absolutely. Happen. That, that is called the perfect film. Yeah. You know, the perfect movie. <laughs> right. uh, where it is both. But I mean, I think it speaks to going again, back to Victorian ghost stories, why they're so popular. I think they're more accessible. I mean, just in um, Charles Dickens's a Christmas Carol, his little preface that he has the beginning before Marley was dead as a doornail to begin with. Um, He says, I have endeavored in this ghostly little book to raise the ghost of an idea, which shall not put my readers out of humor with themselves, with each other, with the season or with me may it haunt their houses pleasantly and no one wish to lay it. And I think that's like, a lot of Christmas ghost stories are just ghost stories. A lot of Victorian ghost stories that are like, they're not horrifying, Mm -hmm. but I think the things that are happening in the sidelines are horrifying. And maybe that's going back to this guy's definition of horror versus ghost story, that horror is explicit. We're going to see all that gritty stuff. Whereas like the ghost story is like, yeah, all the like infidelity and and all the the family secrets and all that, that's all the sidelines that we're not going to talk about. The, the ghost is the haunting of that memory that it is there, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas horror is like, yeah, we're going to show all of that, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, the beauty of the ghost and the ghost story is very much the mystery, the unknown. Um, mm-hmm. All Like a ghost can be a metaphor for anything. <laughs> ghost can be literally anything. It, it really can. Like you can use a ghost in a story metaphorically to suit any number of needs in a story, you know? So it's, yeah. it really creates a lot of possibility and and how you approach yeah the i guess the horror element the scary element the fear-based element you know it's beautifully done in haunting of bly manor and hill house Mm -hmm. which are two different theses of what our ghost is you know totally Uh, totally so yeah hell yeah and i had to bring mike flanagan into this somehow (laughs) mike flanagan super fans yeah so i mean I, i I wish I could like go on and on. I wish I was a scholar in this. I'm, I'm just a passing fan, right? I love, you know, the, the stories that I've read of M.R. James and Henry James and, you know, the, the Victorian ghost stories that I've read. I think it's just more fun to kind of just speculate about like, why were they so popular? Why, you know, like every ghost to the point that like we think of like a ghost, they're going to be dressed in a Victorian dress or a little sailor boy or something. You know, they're like, <laughs> they're kind of be of that era and that we're hundreds of years later after this point, And we're still thinking of ghosts in that era. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of reasons that point to the potential popularity of spiritualism and ghosts and just spooky shit. Like I know 
for art history babes, we did a death portraiture episode that focused mainly on Victorian death portraiture. And we got pretty deep into how one, a lot of people were dying. Like a lot of people were dying. So people felt very close to death and ghosts and like, you know, this idea of their loved ones maybe still being with them in some form. And like, that was a huge element of it. Um, Yeah. I also think spiritualism as a practice was probably like a direct response to the industrial revolution in a lot of ways Um, and, and hyper scientific thinking all the time. And it was with the industrial revolution and this kind of push away from essentially like magical thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. there's always going, there's always going to be a desire for that from humans. Like the, the idea that we can, you know, perfectly explain everything and like, like leaving no room for magic or the mysterious is it's never going to sit right with humans. Like there's always going to be a counter movement to that. And so I think spiritualism was largely an example of that. Yeah. Like it just being cold and like it being like, and, and it just being like a rough time to live, you know, when things are like rough and things are scary. I think a lot of times we move into exploring those fears more and mm-hmm. attach more to that kind of content. So I think, I mean, I think those are all some of the explanations. I don't think there's, you know, there's one clear cut reason why Victorian England was just the spookiest time of all the times, you know? And it was, <laughs> but they it haven't wasn't. had a spookier time, you know? <laughs> All our ghosts are from there. It's true. It's true. Like there was a TikTok I saw and that was really great. This girl is in like a just like a long white nightgown and she's got like a little like, like candle stick holder and she's in the mirror and she's like like it was like ladies, if we're not purchasing full length nightgowns and using them to act like little Victorian (laughs) children. Like, what are we even doing? (laughs) And it was like, so I was like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh man. That's very funny. I know. That's all I want. I want like a, a long nightgown and yeah, the little candlestick. And I, I want to, I want to hear some kind of loud noise or or a ruffling that wakes me up in the middle of the night. And I, I have to get up and I have to like, I have to like check it out. Like <laughs> that's, that's oh all my gosh. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. Well, damn. Well, I mean, Victorian ghosts. Yeah. There's, I mean, there are literally endless uh, books, like just, you know, collections of Victorian ghost stories. There's so yeah. many. Um, I've got a few. Yeah. I mean, like you're going to, M.R. James and Henry James are good places to start. You know, they're like M.R. James would have a, a whole tradition of he was a, you know, a professor that would he would write his own ghost stories and, uh, you know, and collect them and publish them. And they were published throughout his life. And now he's got a giant collection of ghost stories and he's kind of like the authority on it. Henry James um, wrote Turn of the Screw. You know, he said the Haunting of Bly Manor was mostly about his stories. Haunting of Hill House. But that was Shirley Jackson. But that wasn't Victorian. Come on. Come on. 
One I found uh, that I actually was like, maybe, maybe we'll tuck this away as a potential uh, Christmas book club next year. Mm-hmm. But um, the Valancourt Book of Victorian Christmas Ghost Stories. You mean this one? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> there, Well, there's like four volumes too. So like... We could read yeah, they, that one or we could read a different volume. They but. publish a new one every year um, and they've been doing it for the last four or five years. And they're, they're wonderful. They, they, they find some like hard to find ones that they find in like, you know, periodicals and articles that we really can't find anywhere else. And they're great. They're spooky little Christmas time ghost stories. Yeah. I would so. like, I would like to read those stories. Yeah. They're fun. So there you go. That's, there's, I got the first one. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Get it ready to go. Hell Victorian yeah. ghost stories. I mean, I would love to hear from listeners. Like what's, uh, what is your favorite? Do you have a favorite Victorian ghost story? Is it a Christmas Carol? Do you have other ones? You know, I mean, Christmas Carol is the Victorian Christmas ghost story. So it counts. Also just, I, I, I would be interested to hear if anyone even has stories about like, you know, around Christmas, like sitting by a fire with your family and yeah. spooky stories. Like I I'm in, I'm into this tradition and I say, we, we bring it back uh, with a vengeance. We should freaking vengeance. <laughs> we should uh, all be spending our Christmases sitting around a fire and telling ghost stories. That is yeah. what I want to do. Amen. So 2022, that's the homework, everybody. Got a year. <laughs> get prepared. <laughs> you got a year to find all your stories, get them all ready to go. Yep. To spook all your family members. And um, we're going to have like little ghost story reading gatherings uh, around Christmas next year. It's going to be great. I'm so into it. It's going to be good. Let's get this tradition back, you know? So when the climate wars come and we're back to, you know, fires, you know, we'll, we're going to be ahead of the curve and we're going to keep this tradition <laughs> going. Really fucking cold and there's no electricity. And, <laughs> and then we're going to be really happy that we, we did all this homework. <laughs> we were prepared. We're going to be the most popular people. I know. We're going to make it fun. years from now. In the Mad Max landscape, that is our world. Anyway. Um, make it good and spooky and fun. <laughs> <laughs> looking uh, forward to it. Looking forward to it. Um, this is Victorian ghost stories. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, just to, just another plug to all of our uh, supporters. Thank you all so much for sticking with us. Sorry for the break. Um, we're back. We're back for spooky stuff. And uh, we'll have our book club coming up January for this month. It's going to be happening on January 26th, 8 o'clock, reading The Last House on Needless Street. And we'd appreciate it if you uh, like, followed, sub- smash that subscribe button. Smash it. Smash it. Yeah. It's good to be back. It's good to be back in the just talking spookies again, you know? And not having COVID. <laughs> God, that's the best part. You know? <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm so glad that you are. You are better. Um, I'm also very grateful because because COVID made its way into my home, but I was spared. Um, oh, and I'm very grateful for that. Passed over, you know. <laughs> so let's just, you know, we'll just keep trucking along. Trucking along. Uh, I mean, it's a- trucking along out there. <laughs> On the topic of COVID and ghosts, just a, another reminder, if I haven't talked about it before, the, sh- the movie Host, did you watch Host? The um, the Zoom yes. seance? Yes, I did. Really? Yeah. It's super it's still, good. It's super good. Yeah. I just thought it was worth a plug. It's, it's seance, ghosts, and COVID, which 
three themes of today. So also super, super impressive how quickly they were able to put that good of a movie together. Oh, yeah. 100%. It was, it, it, and that was they, all like, done remote too. That was like all, no one came I, together. Yeah. That movie was in, very impressive. Yeah. Very, good. very good. Host. You can watch it on Shutter. There we go. I got Shutter in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. Hit us up, you know, on the social media or at Happy Harvest Horror Show at gmail.com. Support us one more time. Anchor.fm slash HHHS slash support. And yeah, we'll we'll catch you all next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.